What's up, everyone? This is Hannah with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I am a physical therapist here in Charleston, and I am the new host of this podcast. This podcast is meant to give you the correct health and fitness information, along with spreading awareness of all of the different health and fitness professionals here in Charleston. I love being able to use this podcast as a way to meet all of those around me that are trying to make the world a better place. And my mission as a PT is to educate people and to empower them to take ownership and control of their health. This is season three of the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Healthy Charleston. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. You. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This podcast is sponsored by Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we believe that movement is medicine. If you have been dealing with pain that's preventing you from doing what you love, and if you're looking for a healthcare provider to help you meet your goals, then go to madetomovept.com slash contact us. That two is the number two. Fill out the form and reference the Healthy Charleston podcast. Listeners get 10% off their first session. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston podcast. This is your host, Hannah Briel. And on today's episode, I talked with Shauna Jabel. You know her on Instagram as Sonographer Squats. She is the founder of Sculpted X3. Shauna and I talked about chronic dieting, hormonal imbalances, and body image. And Shauna tells us her story of being a bodybuilder, competing, and winning with shingles, and living an extremely regimented lifestyle. Working through her own health issues and hormonal imbalances, Shauna decided to redirect her energy and now helps transform the lives of women suffering from stress, weight gain, acne, chronic dieting, and hormonal imbalances with her three-step process, Eat, Educate, Elevate. As always, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We have a very special guest for you today. On today's show, we have Shauna Jabell. So get ready for this. She is a digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, personal trainer, registered, and a registered diagnostic medical sonographer. Got it. <laughs> and she owns her own business, Sculpted Times Three. Yes. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get to know you. Get to know everything about you, your background, and your business. So, can we start with tell me more about Sculpted Times Three? Sculpted X Three? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So either one. I guess it started as SX Three, um, and that stood for Sculpted by Sonographer Squats. Um, but for me, as your business grows, right, you have to pivot. Mm-hmm. And Sculpted Times Three was a great way to grow my business, bring more coaches into the business. Uh, and the Times Three stands for Eat, Educate, Elevate. Awesome. Which is the three-step transformational, you know, approach to uh, to the programming that I do for women. Um, so basically, I worked as a personal trainer at UFC in San Diego. I loved it. I loved helping people, but mostly women. Um, and then I went through some of my own health issues, um, hormone imbalances and stuff last year. And I realized that conventional medicine covers a lot of things up. Mm. Um, just instead of getting down to the root cause, we just mask a lot of symptoms. And I was like, you know, if you're struggling with this, chances are a lot of women are. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really just deep dove into nutrition and digestion and started my own business and it's been wonderful. So your own like struggle with these things and kind of like your own epiphanies led you to create your own thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think... Um, I gained 30 pounds. I was eating like nothing but protein and vegetables. And I couldn't figure it out. Um, and I wanted, I was being sent to specialist to specialist. And I wanted to create a place where women could go like a one-stop shop, right? Where you get nutrition, you get education on nutrition and training, but you also get hormone balancing, like herbal remedies, stuff that's just not medication, not pills pushed mm-hmm. on you, right? There's, there's lifestyle changes you can make to completely transform how you feel from the inside out. Without having to take a pill that covers it up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have never thought that that would have been my niche, but after going through it, I was like, "Wow, this is this is powerful." I need to help other women, you know, feel better. Yeah, for sure. So, you said you're a personal trainer at UFC. Yeah. And what is UFC? Ultimate Fighting Club. So. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. You're about I know. People are like, "Oh my gosh, you know all these famous?" No, I don't know all these famous people. Um, I did. They still have regular 
everyday clients okay. that come like in and goal. train. Yes. yes. Um, but okay. strength and conditioning, um, I taught classes of like 50 people. It was a really great way for me to get outside of my comfort zone because one-on-one is very different. Um, but the mm-hmm. group sessions were really, really cool. And then people look forward to seeing you. You got to create new workouts. Um, so that was really my introduction into the fitness world. Okay. And then I know you also have a background in bodybuilding, right? Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? For sure. Um, So I started bodybuilding in like 2015. I went through a breakup. Again, there's a reason for everything. You know, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And um, I just needed a goal. And I started competing. So this would be year seven I'm on. Awesome. And I do like one or two shows a year. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very different lifestyle, right? Um, so I think I fell in love with fitness on my own terms. And then when I had the hormone imbalances, I fell in love with helping other people um, in, in a different way. But um, I think I'm retired from bodybuilding. I'm, I'm pretty... Really? Yeah. I oh, just, when did you make that decision? Just two months ago. Oh, okay. I stepped on my first national stage and it was wonderful. And it was just this piece that I was like, you know... This is closure. Like, it's time to direct your energy into building your business, helping more people, volunteering, traveling the world. And you can't do that when you're living the same day. That Bodybuilding is living the same day over and over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't a tough choice. It was the right choice. Yeah, you were ready for it. Yeah. It's it's powerful to make that decision, not because somebody else made it for you or because you had an injury and had to step away, Mm -hmm. just because you felt that that door was closed. It's cool that you... Like, you have that experience because that is so strict, so regimented. It's like you have both ends of the spectrum. And to be able to have that and help people find where on the spectrum they need to be and help them find a happy medium. Yes. Knowing that you know how to get someone like this, like elite. Yeah. But then you also have had all these other experiences and working with people just in your medical career that you can help them with all these other things. Exactly. So bodybuilding, so fitness, bodybuilding, and then tell me more about what does being a sonographer mean? Yeah, so it means a lot of different things, Um, but I graduated from Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, and when I graduated, all I wanted to do was travel, and it really wasn't a highly, like, you don't hear about a lot of travel ultrasound, you hear Mm -hmm. a lot about travel nursing, Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately, I was just determined within 10 months of graduating, I took all my board exams, because I was like, I don't want anybody to tell me no. Is that, like, unheard of? Yeah, but I mean, like at ten months, I just started taking them back to back: abdomen, OB, breast, vascular, fetal oh, echo. You like did all of them, like within the first couple of years of my career. Yeah, but oh I started God. right away. Yeah, I just didn't want to be told no. I yeah, was like, like, I want to be yeah, prepared for anything. Anything, and you know what? You, the more credentials you have, you just go to the top of their list when it comes to traveling. Hmm. Um, especially because I didn't have experience, right? If I would have had like five years beneath my belt, you were going straight into traveling. yeah. Okay. So first job called me in right outside of San Francisco, California. I called up my parents. I was like, I'm moving across the country, New York to California. And that's how that started. Um, But I fell in love with high-risk pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So I specialize in perinatal. Um, Like I said, I'm registered to do everything. But now I only do it a couple days a month, so it's really nice. Oh, wow. You know, for eight years I worked eight to five. And Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. It's not a bad career. But I just uh, I saw myself helping people, women, in another way. Yeah, what made you feel like you wanted to make a change? You wanted to do something different than that 8 to 5? Because when I was there working, I wasn't, like, there. Like, my head was, like, thinking of so many other things. Um, And I started helping women online a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Just, like, people would reach out to me. I'm like, oh, like, people actually care about what I'm doing or they want to know more. Like, this is interesting. So I just started doing it on the side. But, again, I, I didn't like working to vacation twice a year. Mm. I didn't like, like everybody's about to retire. Yeah. Everybody's about that secure paycheck. And that's great. That's for some people. We need you to, you know, but it just, if after eight years, it wasn't for me. Um, and I think I got really sick last year. Part of me getting sick was I worked three jobs. I worked eight to five in the hospital. I do call all night long. Oh my gosh. I was training for a show. And then I was also doing part-time personal training in person. How did you sleep? Th- maybe three hours. So oh no. my sickness came. I got really sick with shingles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I this say was last year, yeah, this yeah. is what led you to do this on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Yeah. I was hey. really sick. So it started with shingles, which isn't very common in somebody so young, no. but with stress, anything will you know, I looked amazing because I was getting ready for a show. I was 10 days before my show. 
And I caught like so sick, but I didn't want to get on any medication because again, I was like against all that. Like I was just like, there's a natural way to do this, but my body was like shutting down. Yeah. It was scary. Um, so I still ended up competing. I got What? Wow. <laughs> you just, I'm telling you, there's big, big shifts in your mindset when you love something and you control like, there's only so much you have control over, but you have control over your mind. Mm-hmm. And I knew I could do it. And I did it, and I won the whole show. Oh my god, that's amazing! It was with shingles. With shingles, I said, if I can win the show with shingles all over my back, I can do anything. I could do anything. Like yeah. it was crazy. Did they see it? So you can see it in the photos. Yeah, you can see, and it wasn't like contagious at the time because I ended up, I had to get on medicine for sure. Yeah. Um, Forty-eight hours before I went on stage, I went to the emergency room, and I was like, the ER doctor was like, "This is the worst case of shingles I've ever seen in somebody so young." And I was like, it's because I let it go. Because yeah. I was trying to heal it in a different way. But my body was so depleted. Yeah. It wasn't healing. It was just struggling. It was like, okay, you're at 0%. I think I was at 4% body fat. Maybe 6 Okay. Dangerously low. Yeah. And here I am with a terrible case of shingles. My body's like, oh, hell no, Shauna. We're not. Yeah. You know, we don't have anything. We don't have anything. No. So, yeah, it was a very pivotal moment in my life. Um, Where were you at the time? I lived in San Diego, and okay. my competition was in Reno, Nevada. Okay. So I remember the doctor saying, Shauna, please don't get on a flight. You are very susceptible to COVID. Oh, and my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I'm this sitting... like hot COVID time. Hot COVID time, girl. Hot <laughs> COVID. Know. Like, COVID was March 2020. This was June. Oh, yeah. Just a couple months into it. And I was like, but I've been training for so long. So I remember the ER doctor calls me the next day. What ER doctor calls you? Yeah. And I'm in the airport. So sure, she's going to hear boarding. I'm like, oh, she's she like, busted. So she's like, Shauna, I'm just calling to catch to catch up with you. I just want to see how you're doing since the medication. I said, I can. I hadn't slept in days. So I was like, I can actually sleep. Like I slept through the night last night. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so that was a very eye-opening to me about how your body responds when you're constantly like acute stress is fine, mm-hmm. but chronic stress will ruin your life. Um so honestly, I never thought I could compete again. I thought like, I never want to do that to myself again. So when I competed again this year, it was so much more for me. Mm-hmm. It's always been for me, but it was like, could you do this again and come out of it in a healthy way? And so yeah. now I'm 10 weeks post show, national show. I feel great. I'm at a healthy body weight. Mm-hmm. I didn't come down with any illnesses. Um, but again, preaching that hormone imbalances will, will ruin your life. It will take over your life if you don't acknowledge them and yeah. You know, address the issues. Yeah, it was like you didn't want to leave bodybuilding on that note. No, no, because I had to. Like, I almost felt like forced out of it. Like, all these dreams that I had of stepping on a national stage would never come true because I got so sick. And mm-hmm. so I took the time to heal. I took months. Like, yeah. August through, it was almost year. one year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One year. And, um, and we did it very safely to make sure that I was going to be healthy this time around. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. You had shingles. So what was it? So you competed, you won, mm-hmm. and then like what happened after that? So when I won, I actually won a trip to Russia to compete in Moscow. Perfect. Let's travel overseas. Right? Yes. But the world was shut down for yeah. a reason. It was a blessing in disguise oh. because by December I wasn't ready to compete. I was still very sick. Yeah. Like hormone, oh, no. hormone imbalances, that takes time. Like you have to think about how long it takes to do the damage to your body. There's a lot of time mm-hmm. to recover from it too. Um, and basically, you know, when your thyroid stops functioning, the powerhouse of your metabolism, like things just slow down. And it did that because my weight had dropped so much. Yeah. You're just, we're women. We're meant to hold body fat, right? It affects all systems. So that show was canceled. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, I was kind of done with my time in San Diego. So I drove across the country in December and moved here to Charleston. Uh, spent nine days on a road trip and saw the United States. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I've been here for about a year. And the thing is, like, I, I went right back into competition prep because I was determined to step on a national yeah. stage. So, honestly, most of 2021 I've been on competition prep. Um, but after competing, like I said, about ten weeks ago, mm-hmm. I just I, I hung up my hat. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. So how long were you – you said you were working three jobs. You got shingles. You competed. How long do you feel like you were under that extreme amount of stress? At least a year. Okay. At least a year only because, I mean, I trained no matter how I felt. Yeah. And what I learned and what I preach, I have to practice what I preach. And that is 
know, there's different times of the month as women. Mm-hmm. We are in sloth mode. Like, we don't want to do anything but rest. But when you are so hung up on being that 1% of the population, you're very extreme. And you push, you tuck your intuitions way deep down and you just don't listen to them anymore. So that came, you know, that comes from eating, overtraining, all these mm-hmm. things. So I just stopped listening to myself. Now I love it. If I don't want to go lift weights, if it's leg day and I'm just not feeling it and I want to do yoga, I can. And nobody told me I couldn't before, but it was a sense of guilt. Mm. And it was like, you can't be the best if you're not going to train past being uncomfortable. All that, you know, it was just. You can't take a day off because no, you don't feel well. No, yeah. exactly. And just, that was great. It served a purpose in my life. I think it led me to where I am, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, where does that where does that mindset come from? Or not even mindset, but like, is that typically how bodybuilding goes is ignore how you feel and, and just do it? That's a tough question. And one that I want to say, yeah, because, you know, people do really bad things to their body to look a certain way. I do it. I thought it was just amazing what your body was capable of. Mm-hmm. Right. But you get obsessed. Mm. It's an obsession and you have, body image issues I don't care what anybody says and you have food fear um, because you are just used to eating the same thing all the yeah. time and that takes I mean I'm 10 weeks post show I'm still like I will struggle with this for a long time and I'm super transparent about it you have to relearn to like listen to your body like hey I'm full or hey I'm hungry you know I'm used to eating at 7 a.m 10 a.m 1 p.m 3 p.m I don't need to do that. I need to eat when I'm hungry. I need Mm -hmm. to stop eating when I'm not. So that obsession carries over into a lot of areas of your life. I haven't really had a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it wears, you can't go out to eat. It's very restrictive. It's like that's your life. It it really is. And um, it's great when you share that with somebody. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you have a significant other that does the same thing. Mm -hmm. But again, we are the 1% of the population. So Mm -hmm. for me... You could look great, you know, sexy. You know, you're so sexy. You lift weights, all this stuff. But like, what do you have going on upstairs? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, you. Have, I wanted the whole package, and so I'm not like looking for anybody. But it's it's hard to meet people that have all that going, right? Yeah. Um, that understand your lifestyle. Well, and it's like, do you want to find someone that continues this? Obsession, exactly. That it totally is, and I just think I'm so transparent about it because so many people want to pretend like, does a six pack look good? Yeah, for sure. Can I get a million views because I'm sh- shredded? Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't mean anything to me. Like it's who you are on the are on the inside, and I think you can look healthy and be healthy without walking around shredded and yeah. constantly obsessing over food. Like you miss so much of life when that's all you think about. Which, like, if you think about it, yeah, like, that, the people, the 1%, the bodybuilders, like, obviously deal with those things. But I would say everyone deals Mm -hmm. with worrying about food, about, like, oh, I'm going to push myself past this because I need to look a certain way. So it's interesting, like, the, it's not that different. Like, everyone struggles with the same thing. And I feel like often, especially women, are, are just told to... Well, do you want to look a certain way? Well, then you got to do this. Like, what is it? Oh, my God. Like, skinny is... Skinny feels better than a, a cupcake taste. Like, some shit like that. It's something posted on the internet. Yeah. And people are chasing this six-pack, and they're they're chasing this, quote-unquote, these toned arms, when in reality, the bodybuilders that are doing it, that's their whole life, and then ex- as soon as the show is over, you have to go back to normal, and it's an obsession... And it's crazy, like, what your body is capable of, but you're still, like, your body is giving you signals and you're ignoring it. That's exactly it. And, like, that's the person, like, y'all are at least doing it, like, bodybuilders are doing it in a smart, educated way, at least hopefully, most of them. Like, at some point, you probably have a coach and you know how to do it. It has to be sustainable. But the whole rest of the population that doesn't even know how to eat properly or, like, lift weights at all is trying to use these same principles and it's just like 
crushing them mentally and physically. Exactly. We're just, we're stuck in a world comparison. It's a thief mm-hmm. of joy. And societal norms have made lean, angular bodies the norm for women. No, we're meant to hold fat. We're meant to bear children. We're meant to have these cycles that are in sync with the moon, which is crazy to think. Like, our menstrual cycle, like, there's a reason. If you look up, I mean, you don't need to be crazy obsessed with it, but, like, we're meant to be have this feminine side of us that's in tune with our bodies, but instead we're comparing ourselves to everybody else. We get stuck in the materialistic world, and we're just losing who we are. And yeah, did I take that to extreme in extreme for sure, but it taught me so much to where I feel like I can help so many women in different areas of their life because I did something so extreme. If yeah. that makes sense. And you came back from it. Exactly. And that transition out girl, like this is a very delicate time in my life. Like yeah. I'm 10 weeks post show, but it's delicate because what do you do? You're always looking forward to the next show. You're always you always have something on your in your planner, on your agenda. And guess what? I don't. And I haven't wanted to, and that's how I know it's closure, yeah. but it's still, you're, you're vulnerable. And I think it's important no matter what you're going through right now, anybody, any woman, any man, to give yourself grace. Allow that, like become a master of these transitions mm-hmm. and find the like pause that. in your life, right? Like Find the pause. You posted something about that. Yeah, just yeah. because there's, there's that moment between a stimulus and a reaction. That's what it was. Right? Yes. You, you don't need to react. You can just respond. But if you don't create that space in your life and work on controlling your fight or flight system and just breathing through things and realizing you don't have to just say something because it's time then you can just uh, your life can change so much and you can bring so much more to any room you walk into people feel it there's an energy there's a frequency you give off when you feel good Mm -hmm. and I always say when you heal yourself you can help heal the collective but you got to start with you yeah. You know? Where or when did you learn all of this? Or when did you realize it? Because you it sounds like you kind of changed your life. Absolutely, yeah. for sure. Um, I just I wanna say last year, like when COVID hit, yeah. I I've probably bought a hundred personal development books in the past year. I read probably three full books a month. Dang. If I love it, then you're a Kindle person or a paperback? No paper all day. Oh man. Paper all day. I'm telling you, girl, my 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 office, woo! You have a bookshelf. Well, that's kind of like more aesthetically pleasing than just like a Kindle. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah. But I tend to go back and reference a lot more. And if I put my true. finger to the page, like I've read anything from speed reading to anything. And that's kind of how I started getting on Instagram. Because I was like, I want other people to know like, hey, you can benefit your life. And so I started doing meditation and yoga. And it's been about a year and a half. Um, but my life has done a 360. 180. One, 180. 360. I'll be mean, back to where I'm I started. Back I'm back. I'm <laughs> no. Nothing has changed. A 180 for sure. So where did you learn? Did you learn all of that in the books? Like, oh, I need to start yeah. meditating. I'm going to start doing yoga. Yeah. I just slowly started implementing. Literally the one book that I started with that I recommend to everybody is The Miracle Morning hmm. by Hal Elrod. Oh, am I going to have to wake up early now? No, so you don't. Okay, okay great. <laughs> It could be a five-minute miracle morning that turns into an hour and a half. It's crazy. Changed my whole life. First book I read. Highlighted it, I swear to God, from front to back. And I I still reference it. Um, But that's what made me start doing Yoga with Adrienne on YouTube. She's wonderful. I've heard of that. Yeah. She's great. And this was COVID, so I didn't have a choice. So I would take my mat to the park. Mm -hmm. And after I did my miracle morning, which would just be like maybe reading two pages, journaling, like getting your thoughts on paper. And then I go to the park and do like 10 minutes of yoga because I couldn't do any more than that. Like now I could just do this miracle morning for two hours if I I wanted to. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's how it started. And uh, it's crazy what one book will do but there's so much wisdom out there like we think we need to recreate everything just pick up a book it's Mm. it's been done before yeah just implement it right yeah someone's smarter than you and and they've written a book for you exactly do it too exactly so what changes did you make in your competition training and prep from the time you got shingles to this competition 10 weeks ago Great question. I made sure I was in a really good spot, number one. So you need to be at a health, you need to be eating like a certain number of calories mm-hmm. for your body weight because if you start under eating before competition prep, you're going into starvation mode mm-hmm. in order to get on stage. So that was first. Like what's your baseline? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Finding your baseline, but I switched coaches. And a coach will change your whole life. And this coach made sure I had blood work done, mm-hmm. made sure I was at a healthy spot. I wanted to start prep like 
way sooner than he would let me. And he was like, Shauna, you're not ready. You need that person in your corner that's going to put you in your place. Mm. And I think that's my biggest advice is whatever it is in your life that you're looking to do, make sure the person, the mentor, like I, I was watching church the other day and it was like, we don't get to pick our mentors. We shouldn't because the mentors mm-hmm. that are meant to be in our life are going to put us in our place. If we pick our mentors, we're not going to change. No, we're going to pick the person that's going to be like our cheerleader. Yeah. No, we need the one that makes us uncomfortable and says, Mm -hmm. this is going to suck, but this is for the best. Yeah. So the coaching, being in the right spot with my calories and my mindset, I had to know that there was a chance that I couldn't get back on stage. Um, But I did, and I was 10 pounds lighter than I was the year before. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was possible. When you put on muscle, too, though, I mean, your body composition changes, but 10 pounds lighter, and I came out healthier. Yeah. And right now, I stepped on stage about 105, and right now I'm sitting around 125. Yeah. And that's 20 pounds, and for a female, that will mess with your head, right? Mm. So, again, body image is a big thing, but I feel good, I'm strong, I'm healthy, and I'm just so thankful. So finding that sweet spot for you and for yeah. whoever it is, like, that's what's important. I love how transparent you are. Girl. I like how, like, you're just willing to talk about this stuff. Because it's not talked about. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, I show my six-pack, but I also show what I look like right now at the beach with some rolls. Like, hey, it's good. I'm having a couple donuts. I'm enjoying my sushi, having a couple drinks. You know, it's it's balance. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing. I think also, like, it's interesting to me the way that, Social media has changed, or maybe it's just because of the people that I follow, but since COVID. So everyone now is rest and recovery, and I follow all these amazing like women fitness accounts that are like, it is normal to have body fat, like trying to normalize all these things. Yep. Um, but I now I feel like people, when they feel bad about their body image, they think that is abnormal. And so I almost wish people were, were posting... Hey, like, I know that I'm posting that you, it's okay to look this way. It's okay to look this way. But like, I still struggle. Like you said, like adding 20 to 25 pounds as a woman is is still something that's very hard. Like you're still repairing your relationship with food, Mm -hmm. but there's almost like this authority figure of Instagram. That's like, just like, Oh, like you should always be okay with your body image. You should always be okay. Like you should have a healthy relationship, but I know that that girl still struggles because it's what's been ingrained in us. Like you can, you can work out all of the time and you can feel amazing. You can feel strong. And then you put on a jumpsuit that you wore two years ago and you don't fit it anymore. And you're like the first thought I'm fat. And I'm like, what? Like, where does that come from? That spirals out of control too. You're so right. You're spot on. And I think that's where the personal development and working on your thoughts and how, what you say to yourself, like there's no good and bad. There's feelings. Feel what you feel in that moment. But if you cre- if you think about that, whatever it is, for more than 90 seconds, mm. you've created a story. Now mm. you're creating a story and you're you're letting stuff spiral and you're out of control in your life. So if you think you're fat, go ahead and think that. you got yeah. 90 seconds to let that shit go. Mm. That's good, the 90-second rule. If you're still thinking about it after 90 seconds, you've created so many stories. It's like all these things. We look about, we look in the future and we're like, oh, my, we anticipate what might happen. Mm. 90% of that never happens. So what do you do? You miss the present moment because you're so hung up on what could happen. It's not about what has happened or what will happen. It's what is. What's happening right now? And we have trouble staying present. And we have oh, yeah. trouble. We let things like that, like you just said, spiral out of control and ruin the whole day. That Week, mm-hmm. oh, we're in the week. Now okay. nothing fits. Nothing looks good. We got to break the mirror. Like, like oh, I had just a bad day. I had a bad week, and then I had a bad yeah. month. And I'm like, how many months are bad? Yeah. Because like you have a, a life to live. Yep. It's like you could have the best. Anyone when they look a certain way is going to feel like they have an amazing body image, right? But then what happens when that changes? What happens when you don't have those abs anymore, or where your butt looks a little different, or where? This size doesn't fit you anymore. Like, is it conditional? Because if it's conditional, is that really what we're striving for? To only be okay with ourselves when we look this certain way? But I don't feel like a lot of people talk about that. I agree with you completely. And I think it needs to be spoken about. It also needs to be recognized that, like, that's how you heal. 
right? You have to talk about things. That's why I'm big with journaling and mm-hmm. big with, like with my clients, I'm always getting, I, a lot of my clients get on the phone and they'll just cry to me. They just want to cry. They just want to talk about it. And then I get a message. It's like, Shauna, thank you. I feel so much better. That's all you got to do. You got to let it out. We suppress so much. We have so much trauma that we push so deep down and the universe has a way of bringing it all back up in some way, shape or form. It's going to resurface and it's going to be just as painful as when you pushed it down. Mm. So you might as well deal with it now because it's going to come back. It might even come back even worse. Exactly. Yeah. The power of talking is always something that like kind of blows my mind because it's not like we're even talking sometimes to find solutions. Like it's just the power of talking words to someone else about it or to, to journal about it. So it's like almost getting it. It's almost like separating yourself from it, like separating yourself from that story, from that narrative. So you can look at it and be like, well, I hear myself saying this. I see myself saying this, but that's actually not how I, I feel. That's exactly it. And there's a big thing I read about this a while back. It's called your inner roommate. Oh, goodness. I love that. So <laughs> pretend like your thoughts are are your roommate, okay? This crazy girl. I'd be so annoyed. Right? Wow. Sarah Jane sitting next to you, but this is really your inner roommate, right? Think about all the things you say to yourself all day long and pretend like that was your roommate. You would think that person was nuts, Right? <laughs> I'd be like, please shut up. Please shut up. <laughs> You're like, so annoying. Please shut up. I'm on Craigslist right now looking for a new roommate because you are crazy, right? Oh, man. So How do you, what do you do? Separate yourself and listen to yourself. Again, there's that pause. We don't have that pause. We just run around mm-hmm. and we keep ourselves busy because we don't want to sit with our feelings. We don't want to know, like, we don't want to remember that we couldn't jump into those jeans this morning. We don't want to remember that, you know, think about when you're in the shower. How many things come to your mind? Everything you should have done. like Oh, every good thought <laughs> that I get, it happens in the shower. Right? And as soon as you open the shower curtain, gone. they're gone. They're down the drain. And you're like, well, I need an iPad in the shower. Right? Like a whiteboard in the shower. Right? But, it's, but again, it's the pause. It's just thinking about, it's like we are incessantly thinking about things. And that inner roommate, it's actually mm-hmm. psycho. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, but until you separate yourself from your thoughts, you know, you're one with them. And you think it makes you who you are, but there's a lot of power in stepping away and pretending like that's an actual person. Because what we tell ourselves mm-hmm. every day is what some fifty thousand thoughts a day. Yeah, like oh, it's insane. I yeah. tell my girls all the time: look in the mirror, say, "I am beautiful. I am powerful." It sounds so cheesy, but like say these this stuff out loud. Sing at the top of your lungs. Like look out your sunroof and just smile and laugh. Like it's just it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. Because we have all these like negative. We have. We don't realize how many positive thoughts we need to not just replace all the negative thoughts, but to now have more positive thoughts. Exactly. Like our minds are in such a negative, like a net negative, yep. that first we just have to get to zero. Yep. But we often don't get that from ourselves. We get it from other people. We seek it from other people. The external. Yeah. And then when that's gone, what do we have? Just more net negative. Yep. And the happiness and simplicity and... All that stuff comes from within. Like, I was at the hospital, like, a month ago, and I was sitting in my ultrasound room, and something fell, crashed, loud as you can imagine. I was in the middle of doing something. I didn't budge. Everybody comes running in my room. Sean, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, but what am I going to do about it? Control the controllables. Mm-hmm. Like, did my room fall in? Did something fall in my head? No, nothing did. But people are in s- such fight-or-flight mode and looking on the external for, you know, fear, happiness. They're mm-hmm. letting everybody else and everything else control their feelings. Like, what we eat. Is based on how we feel. Mm-hmm. You know, do we exercise based on how we feel? Well, you, what you feel is is within you. So if you want to feel a certain way, then cultivate that way and make it happen all day long, no matter what happens to you. Like, how do you do that, girl? Do you it, have a three step process for that, girl. <laughs> it sounds like I do. I'm telling. I'm just. For me, it's been reading. It's mm-hmm. been just, I always make it a point to read and implement something every day. Every time I grab a handle, whether it be my door for my car or my house, I always take a deep belly breath in and exhale. It's mm-hmm. a very, very powerful tool to just be like, let things go. It's a great habit. Just big, deep breath. Uh, or anytime, you know, you wake up, say three things you're grateful for, um, stuff like that. Like, it seems so small, but it adds up. Well, yeah. Like, why is that stuff so powerful? Because I know it is. It's. 
But why? Because we wake up and we're like, oh my God, what's in my email? Oh, what's so-and-so doing? Mm-hmm. Like, don't look at your phone for the first hour of waking up, you oh, know? Like, yeah. just stuff like that. We flood ourselves with all this negativity. We don't give our bodies a chance to detox and thrive. Like yesterday, with no Instagram and no Facebook. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, what did we do? What did we do? Yeah. For me, it was a big reset button. Like, I run mm-hmm. my business through WhatsApp. That wasn't working. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I was like so much marketing on Instagram and... Girl, I was at the beach. I went to the beach. I'm nice. Like, what some people do? Sit there and get paranoid. Now, what do I do? What do I do? Like, yeah. no. They like, just kept refreshing. Control the controllables. And just, like I said, take a deep breath every time you grab a door handle. I tell somebody every day, like, if I genuinely see somebody, like, and I love their hair or their dress, compliment people. Hold mm-hmm. the door. I always just say those little things feel so good. It might be selfish, but it's selfless in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Because, like, what circle. are you like to other people when you feel good? You, you radiate it, right? Yeah, you like and then talk- they feel good. Exactly. And then what do they do? Exactly. To someone else. Yep. Yeah. A smile just goes a long way um, to making eye contact with people, you know? I was reading the other day, it was like, make somebody super uncomfortable. All you got to do with half of America is people don't make eye contact. Mm, yeah. Stare at them until they look at you. <laughs> Literally, that's what I said. You want, you want to be, you know, but it's funny. Guess what? That person's going to think about that all day. And you're like, who is this creep? Exactly. Just staring at me. Exactly. But they're also going to think like, hey, maybe I'm too focused on my phone or maybe I, mm. I'm missing the moment. Like you just don't know how their life could pivot just by you being a kind human, just by you trying to interact. We're so wrapped up in, in me and I and well, I'm busy. Like how I do this all the time. And I hate it, but I sometimes like don't know what else to say. How are you? How are things? Just busy. Good, but busy. And it's like, my mom asked me, good, but busy. And it's what she says too. It's busy. Like, why are we so, we're always chasing busy. And we always, like, that's our things. I'm busy. Like, are we too busy for, busy for what? Or are we just like busy? Are we just running around being busy? Because we think we need to fill every moment. Yes. Oh, man. I struggle with we that. We think yeah. we need to fill every moment. Um, the, so I like to say this. So you're in another country and this person who doesn't speak English asks you to have dinner with their family. So you go sit with their family for two hours. You understand nothing. Okay. Yeah. What part of you do you think could sit there for that two hours? A hundred million things are going through your mind that you could be doing, but now you're doing this. Okay. 98% of us couldn't stand that. Like, that would drive us insane. Or what happens when everything closes at 4 p.m. and they have a two-hour nap at 2 o'clock? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of other countries do that. They'll have a nap at 2, things close at 4. Sounds amazing. Right? But we try to fill our time. Mm -hmm. We just... And we've glorified being busy. Yes. Let's be productive. Let's be less busy. You know, it's amazing when we have a couple tasks. Like, these to-do lists, they need to go down the drain. Mm. stop like you need to have a task or two to do and accomplish it you know if you need to um check your email don't incessantly check it all day long check your email at 12 and check it at 4 okay or schedule your emails to send at a certain time so people can't respond to you during the day Mm. so type out all your emails at four o'clock they send guess what You'll be on your laptop tomorrow at noon. That's mm-hmm. when you'll get all those emails. But if they're dinging, you got all your noti- we got all mm-hmm. these notifications on. We are just overstimulated mm-hmm. and glorified being busy. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just it's not healthy for us. No, it's like a, a really bad cycle too. Yeah, because it's, we just keep getting these notifications, and it, it causes us to take action. I don't know. Have you did you see Social Dilemma? No. It's pretty much about all the psychology of, of social media. It's honestly ridiculous. The way that it was built to keep our attention. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as this thing vibrates, then it gets my attention and I'm on it. And the yeah. more time I spend on it, you know, the more money they make or whatever. It's a slippery slope. One, yeah. Just like one link on the internet leads to 20. Oh, all of a sudden you're in a dark hole of... <laughs> you don't even know how you got there. Yeah, it's it's. but it's that's why it's so important to do the work on yourself and to not look at what everybody else is doing because it, you're, nothing's going to change. Like, do you want to do what everyone else is doing? You know, probably not. Like, look at, I don't know, maybe like most of our country, like most of our society. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do that? Do you want to feel that way? Do you want poor health outcomes? Well, then you have to do something different. Exactly. 
that's what it's, it has encouraged me to do weird things. Like I told you, just like up and move. And yeah. I say just be super spontaneous because I don't I'm, I don't feel like I'm the norm. And I'm okay with going against social norms. It makes me who I am, but it makes me happy. Like I literally have no regrets. And like otherwise what matters. Exactly. So you mentioned the siesta. Is that why you're going to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Like, wait, that sounds great. Yeah. So I've just always wanted to go. And I think the United States is beautiful. But again, if you go from Montana to Charleston, there's still the same news, right? You're still kind of wrapped up in the same things that, mm. that are going on. Um, and I just, I want to immerse myself in different culture. Like I feel like that's how you grow. I've lived... In Alaska, I've lived in California, I've lived everywhere, and there's different cultures everywhere. But to go where I'm completely outside of my comfort zone with a one way ticket, girl, like this is gonna be a different. Yeah. But um, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be present, and I'm in this transformational period of my life, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good time for it. And uh, so, like I said the other day, I was at sitting in the gym parking lot, and I was like, "What are you waiting for, Shauna?" And I just booked a ticket. Oh my God, <laughs> I just do it. I'm just gonna go. I'll figure yeah. it out. So you don't have like. You're not planning all of it, right? But you so, do have some plan. Like, what are you doing when you're leaving? Where are you going? Yeah, so I started just the other day. I bought the Ural, Ural, Ural Rail. Ural Rail? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for three months so I can just get around everywhere. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to start in London, mm-hmm. um, cross over the English Channel, go to Amsterdam. I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Belgium. Um have you been to Europe before? Never. Oh, so this is like first time we are diving all in. Yeah, and I don't have a time frame in any spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask. The yeah. Christmas markets in Germany make me very excited. Um, I am Hungarian, so I want to go to Budapest. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to snowboard in the Swiss Alps, so I want to get down to Switzerland. So cool. um, my mom's lived over in Europe, and she has nothing but amazing things mm-hmm. to say. So, yeah, no timeline, just a backpack. and uh, Two shirts, right? Two shirts, girl. How are you going to choose which shirts? You know, any maybe. What are you gonna do for clothes while you're there? Well, so I'm from upstate New York, so I'm really not worried because the big thing that you read about is winter, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not gonna be a lot of tourists. Um, is just a big wool coat they say to cover your butt, okay. and high high boots to keep your legs warm, but also good walking boots. Mm-hmm. So those are the two really big purchases, other than a really good backpack. Um, and everything else you have to think about, like it's gonna be about the same temperature as upstate New York in the winter, which is pretty cold. So what are people going to see? My coat, really. So yeah. it's like kind of better than traveling in the summer. Because you don't have to pack all these outfits. Oh yeah. my God, that'd be so hard. It's a girl. But I have to tell you, the second I booked my flight, I went home. And I just started cleaning everything out. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, when you clean out your physical space, your mental space lightens too. Mm-hmm. And I went to Goodwill and I donated like nine bags of clothes. I didn't even look to think about it. I didn't even have to think about it. Like, yeah. Um, there is definitely something. Um, it might be Marie Kondo, but someone has tagged it but when you're feeling stressed like there's a reason that we want to clean Mm -hmm. because when we declutter like our physical space it helps us declutter our mental space too it's almost like that reset of like having everything be not just aesthetically pleasing but like in its place helps us feel more calm yep which is why i clean incessantly (laughs) i love to clean too (laughs) or maybe i just have a problem yeah so you're going to europe when are you leaving December 3rd. Okay. So coming up. Yeah. And what is that going to mean for your business? And then you have some other exciting things that you just ha- you just started. Yeah. So everything's been virtual. That was the best part about kind of not going back to UFC is like I loved helping people in person and there's mm-hmm. nothing that can replace that. But I feel there's a lot of power in phone conversations and Zoom too. So I think the world has transitioned in a quite magical way mm-hmm. where we can see and do a lot of amazing things that we couldn't do before. So I just hope to reach more women across the world. Like I'm already reaching out to people in different countries, just trying to like, Hey, like what, what is there to do here? Like just connect with people. I'm all about the connections. So I'm not, I don't fear anything like that. Um, organically, my business has grown amazing in the past year. Um, and I'm all about referrals. So my girls and my walking billboards, I make mm-hmm. sure they get results and I give them 150% because how they look and how they feel is a direct reflection of me. Yeah. And I sure. care. So I'd rather have 50 great, you know, clients that I'm giving 150% to than 300 that oh, get yeah. half of me. Yeah. Right. What does it look like to work with you as a client? What's that process like? Yeah. So that's a great question. I, um, Basically, I don't do anything like over social media. People reach out to me, but you book a discovery call. Mm-hmm. We really talk about where you're at with things. You know, um, is it weight loss? Is it cultivating a routine? 
Do you think you have hormone imbalances? Um, I have a symptom decoder. I have you fill out really structured health assessment so I can really get to know you. Mm-hmm. I start with a blank sheet of paper and that's how I create things, uh, create your program, I should say. Um, and then I'm all about like, you know, some people like to follow a meal plan. Some people like mm-hmm. to do macros. Um, but I educate. I think it's a revolving door. I don't want you to need me after our time together. And if you do, then I didn't do my job and we need to reevaluate. So basically you get meal plan, you get macros, you get a training program. Like you could, you can have a resistance band. That's your program. Great. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you go to a full gym. You know, it's just dependent on you. Yeah, I write it all out. And then the big thing that sets me apart, I feel like my business is I have an online school. So it's a private platform and it has educate. My girls make binders and they print stuff off. Do you use Kajabi? Yeah. Look at all Kajabi. As soon as you said school, I I knew. Yeah, Yeah, just online. Um, There's live lectures on hormone training because that's my specialty. Mm -hmm. So, and on top of the meal plan and training, you also get your own hormone protocol, which Mm -hmm. you can do like, you know. Is your thyroid levels off? Uh, you can go get blood work done. I got mm-hmm. full blood work panels that a lot of women get done. So mm-hmm. it's very custom to you. And uh, the women love it. Yeah. And I love it. So it's been really great. And how long do people usually work with you? I know it probably depends. So yeah, three to six months is how people start. Most mm-hmm. of my clients stay with me nine months to two years. Mm-hmm. And the reason I tell people this is not that they need me. They like the accountability. Oh, for sure. We're human. Yeah. I've had a coach for seven years. Like, exactly. Just like having a coach. Yeah. So they just like to check in with me. It keeps them on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, their friends join. Like, you know, I, do, I run a lot of specials and stuff like that because I think it's just, it's important to value those people that, you know, put the time and effort into you as well. I just think it's a revolving door. Yeah. But they're out there educating other people too. Like the more I teach them, they're at work talking about why they're eating this food. Mm -hmm. They're not like, I don't know, my coach told me to. Like, I don't, I'm not about that. Because they know. Yeah. Yeah, They're not just like following blindly because they they care. And mm -hmm. it's also like, it's kind of your ideal client. Like someone who really is invested and not just like following your orders blindly, but someone who wants to know why they're doing things because they probably followed orders blindly before and didn't get the results that they wanted. Normally it's the beach body. It's all of that stuff. It's like, great, that worked for a period of time, but it's not sustainable. So like what now for the rest of your life? Yes. So once they make an investment and they learn about it, Mm -hmm. they carry it through every aspect of their life. And it's so amazing. I have girls that check in with me that stopped working with me two years ago. They're just like, Shauna, but I know how to do all this because I worked with you. And I'm like, yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter anything. And so the ideal client that's ready to invest, I only want you if you're 100% in. Yeah. That's just it. I'm not going to chase you. How do you market to those people? I th- My big thing is testimonials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... And I can tell on the phone, like, I'm very good judge of, like, you know, you become very good at reading people and mm-hmm. understanding where they're at in their life. We all have excuses. There's never a good time. And mm-hmm. until you recognize that, then you're never going to make any move, right? We have to risk in action more than taking the wrong action. Mm. That's good. Right? Yeah, you can tell when someone is maybe just like not even on the fence, but like doesn't even want to be convinced. Exactly. And then you have that per- it's a It's a really cool feeling when you have someone either on the phone or in front of you who you know that they are so committed. And it's like the difference in that session versus someone that you're having to kind of like... It's a game changer. It's like the energy is just different. And you're like, heck yes, this is so exciting because you're ready for this, which means you're going to get amazing results. Yes. You can just tell. And when you work on mindset too, because it Mm -hmm. starts in the mind, like I've transitioned my business a lot to focus on mindset. Yeah. Like my girls, I make sure they're reading books. I want to know what they're reading about, what they learned. Because when you do have a heavy season or when you do have a bad week or the universe tests you, you can pull the positives out of it. But if you're not working on your mindset and you're not cultivating, you know, what works for you, mm-hmm. you're going to, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, or, how do you, do you check in with people often or how does that work? Yeah. So they check in with me weekly. They have a check-in mm-hmm. sheet. They send me their photos and I say, let's not fix what's not broken. So if things are working and you mm-hmm. feel great, heck yeah, let's go another week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they get full access to me. Um, and then I have, like I said, a group chat where we share recipes we love. Yeah. Um, their online school has hundreds of recipes, mm-hmm. newsletters. Like I said, it's just... Yeah. I was going to say, do you have a newsletter? Should have a newsletter. Yeah, every Sunday, uh, I have about 350 people that oh send out newsletters yeah. too. So 
you can link in my Instagram. I'll give it to you as well mm-hmm. um, to sign up. It's not spam. It's like every week is something. It could be about balancing your hormones or what to eat on the road. Anything that's, like I said, usable. Like Yeah, I guess. like actually is helped you and then it'll help someone Exactly, else. exactly. Yeah. Or like, what do I eat before I go to bed? Like, you know, it's just, yeah. it sounds questions silly, but questions you. people wonder about. Yeah. How long did it take for you to build all of this out? Especially the course. Oh man, the course I add to every week. Yeah. Girl. Like I started with nothing, but it's been just over a year. It was August of last year okay. that I started it, and yeah. it was like a blank slate. And all oh my I, I hired business coaches because yeah. I'm not afraid to. You have to invest if you're if you want to mm-hmm. progress, right? And I remember them just saying, just keep creating value, just keep adding value. So now my comfort zone is content. Mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable with content. Mm-hmm. I can do it all day long. So. In turn, I started my own, like, I wanted to start public speaking more, right? Mm-hmm. So that led me into starting a podcast, yeah. which I talked to you a little bit about, and um, just reaching people in different ways other than behind a computer. Because, like I said, I know where I'm comfortable. Now you I got to get a little uncomfortable. And yes. You, you keep know? saying, you're like, I got comfortable, so now I need to get uncomfortable. Yes, because that's how you grow. Where does that... Because that is, like, a, a very personal, like, bias, mm-hmm. that, like, you have that belief and like oh, your whole life, you've mm-hmm. felt that way. Where did that come from? It's it's pretty rare. It is because girl, I'm like the longest I even lived in the spot was San Diego, two years. Mm-hmm. Like people know if I move somewhere, they're like, oh, Shauna will be gone in a year. Yeah, she just and it's not that I'm running from anything. I just think it's good to get uncomfortable. Yeah, and you're just like getting new experiences. Yeah, and I just think I think working the eight to five and just thinking that I needed to live this white picket fence life of like you get married at 25 and you have kids at 27 and all these things like I thought that was supposed to be me and then life has thrown me a lot of curveballs to know like no like it should be a very zigzag path to wherever you're supposed to go and if you don't take opportunities and create the space to see new opportunities you'll feel stuck and I think I just found myself feeling stuck yeah um and so when something presents itself I'm like why not why not? And yeah. it, it is rare because people think I'm crazy. I... <laughs> well, it's more just like, it's always interesting to me. The, the way that we do things is, is always based on like personal experiences and our personal biases. And yeah. It's almost like a foundational level. Like what have my experiences been for the past 26 years that have led me to talk the way that I do and teach the things that mm-hmm. I do and act and, and practice these things? So I'm always interested to he- like find out from people like what is it about Shauna like what was it about your life that now like you because when you're two like you don't really realize what's happening when you're seven you don't really realize you're ha- what's happening but now you're like no I-, I chase being uncomfortable like there's a lot of growth there but that's that's like not I don't it's it's nature and it's nurture mm-hmm. you know it's like where did where did that come from like where do our tendencies come stem from. from? I reflect back to my first travel ultrasound job where everybody was just always so envious. Mm. Everybody was always like, wow, like that's so cool. You just like moved across the country. And like on weekends I was surfing and hiking and in Alaska I was climbing glaciers. Like I just wanted to experience life. And I think seeing so many people have regrets, Mm. I think for me, like I wish I would have. I heard that so much over the years of traveling that I'm like, I never want to say that. Yeah. So for me, it's that, and I did grow up in a small town where my dad would have never left the town had it not been for my mom who loved vacations. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a little bit of more of my mom in me than my than my dad. But yeah. regardless, I think um, listening to other people have regrets made me never want any. Yeah, because I mean, everyone has them. Yep. Yeah. Tell me more about your podcast. Ooh, yay! I'm so excited about this. We um, just learned it posted today. Yeah, I know. yeah. I'm glad you figured that yeah. out. <laughs> um, so no, I think one thing with technology is. You just, if you love it and you want something to work, you learn about it. I was never big a technology person because I just know. But yeah, so um, joy was my big like mission, right? Spread joy, bring the joy, all the things. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with that. So I do my best thinking at the beach. And last week I went to the beach three days in a row and I was sitting in the water and I never sit in the water. What beach do you go to? Sullivan's. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And I was like... Joy, joy, I couldn't think of anything. The waves were crashing on me. And as the waves crashed on me, I saw them kind of go back out. And I was like, huh, this is like life, right? Big things crash on us. They pull us out into the deep end. We think we're drowning, but we always come back to shore. However, when we come back to shore, it's never where we thought we would be. Hmm. 
So think about that. Like, mm-hmm. think about the path that you think you're supposed to follow. Oh my gosh. It ne- never, never happens. It's never how it's supposed to be. And so the waves were hitting me. They were going back out. And as I watched them come back to shore, because inevitably, no matter how heavy and deep that season is, that's ugly and dark and stormy for you, there's light. You're going to come back. You're going to, it's going to get lighter. It's going to get thinner. So waves of joy is how, that's how I came up with that. Um, And then navigating the undercurrents of life. Mm. I'm a very positive person, but I wasn't always like that. And I think watching the waves and realizing that this is the circle of life made me want to help more women. Again, you can find happiness, you can find your passion, you can find your purpose, even in the heavy seasons, even in the dark seasons. Um, so yeah, so waves of joy, navigating the undercurrents of life. And again, I just want to talk a little bit about everything. I'm going to be traveling Europe. No, yeah. um, I've been through a divorce. I've been through hormone imbalances. I've been through weight gain, weight loss, chronic dieting. I think there's just so much to touch on mm-hmm. that I didn't want to limit myself. And I want to be able to bring amazing people like you onto the podcast to talk about your specialty and how we can help and educate more people and be relatable, right? We're, we yeah. seem so far-fetched from being relatable these days. And I think that's why I'm just so vulnerable and sometimes mm-hmm. maybe to a fault, but it makes people feel like they know me. Yeah, I don't know if it can ever be... I mean, I'm sure someone could argue that it could ever be to a fault, but I feel like, especially in our healthcare system, where like the relationship has just been stripped away, where you get seven minutes with someone, you don't know them, but you're telling them everything going on with you, and it's almost just like to a screen. Exactly. If we can start to set the tone of, let's be vulnerable, let's talk, let's have a relationship, because nothing usually happens if you don't have a relationship. Like. I'm not going to find you on the street and be like, you should start lifting weights and you should start eating this. And, and you're just like, what? like, I don't know you, yeah. right? You have to build that trust. Yeah. It's huge. What happens when you build the trust, when you build the relationship, you get to know the person and they get to know you. And I'm with patients all the time. And sometimes, you know, they ask me like, once we were talking about them and they're like, well, how are you? And you want to be like, oh, I'm fine. But you're like, no, they're actually asking. Yeah. And like, they've talked about themselves for so long. Like they actually do care yes. and they want me to share too like it's okay to share you don't have to be this like perfect authority figure I think it's all about us like growing together and, and figuring out what are the things that you can help me with and what are the things I can help you with it's all like transformational yeah. right not not like oh well I can do this for you and then that's it I don't need any help I like I like that because it's like it's hotel. I like to say it's hotel earth where mm-hmm. we're here for a short period of time, but we're here to be in service of others. So remember, like as much as we're in service for every for everybody else, that it's okay not to be superficial. And that's how you create connections mm-hmm. is when you're genuine and authentic. And really, like you said, I'm good when you're not like, it's okay to not be good. Yeah. Like we're know? telling our patients and our clients like, Hey, open up. It's okay to not be good. But then we're like, Nope, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything. I'm perfect. It's okay. When it's like, in reality, we, we want to work with the people that feel the same way about, like, let's let's talk. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's like starting that, starting that conversation and just, like, starting to talk more about these things mm-hmm. that, like, need to be talked about. And that's why I think podcasts are really cool because you can just talk about so many different yeah. things. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know to a point, it's like, oh, you should have some kind of script. And when I recorded my first podcast the other day, it was like eight minutes long. But people have been listening to me for so long on Instagram or Facebook that you know if I'm reading from something because I'm so obvious. (laughs) But I'm I'm like not the person that's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have so much editing to do. I'm like, no, because we're human and we're meant to Mm -hmm. make mistakes. And if you fumble... To a big degree, yes. Is there a great software to edit that? Yeah, for sure. But that's not the point of me making my podcast. It's to yeah. be more relatable. It's to have those few minutes with somebody in hopes that they take something away that can add value to their life. Yeah, not so that they can be like, oh, well, Shauna is this way and she's this perfect, so I have to be too. Exactly. Because you also, you want people, you want to work with people that want to work with you. Exactly. And if you are fake or people all the time on the podcast are like, can I curse on this thing? And I'm like, I don't care. Like kids are not listening to this, you know? No. no. And I'm like, just be yourself because I don't want to be this like stick figure. And then someone's like, I want to work with Hannah. 
But then it, when they get to know me, they're like, you're not what I thought at all. Mm-hmm. Like, just be yourself. They're going to learn who you are, no matter what. They're going to figure yep. it out. And people buy feelings. So authentic, oh, yeah. authenticity creates opportunity. If you're authentic, you're going to create a lot of opportunities. Because why are we so busy trying to be everybody else? We're so busy trying to be everybody that we're following. Like, to be honest with you, I may be super present on Instagram. I don't know the last time I watched an Instagram story. I watch nobody's stories. Yet people are like, Shauna, you're so annoying. You're always on your Instagram story. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what I do. And if I don't get on there, I actually get messages. Like, hey, you didn't, talk, you? You didn't talk about anything yeah. today. I'm like, oh, shoot. You know, but I don't get on there to compare myself to anybody. I just... Oh, it's a hard... Yeah. It, it's a It's a slippery slope. So... I think for like a call to action is really important to like recognize your actions, recognize your habits, what's serving you and what's not and where we can eliminate and reintroduce different things, Mm. you know, to, to be better versions of ourselves and to show up. Yeah. The Instagram algorithm also doesn't help because especially as you get into podcasts and and businesses and working with people, you're just going to get more information on how to do that. And you're going to be like, Oh, well I should, I should do it that way. Or this person's doing it this way. And at some point, it's like, we have to turn it off. We can't always be working. Exactly. And we can't always be scrolling on Instagram. Like, I find myself justifying it either way. Like, 9 p.m., oh, I'm scrolling because I I want my mind to be off. Or I'm scrolling because I'm working. I'm like, either way, I'm just scrolling. Mm -hmm. Like, i got to turn it off. Yep. Absolutely. It's a vicious cycle. But if we uh, work on ourselves, I think, and um, stop comparing ourselves and find value, like all we have is this moment, like anything, if if COVID taught anybody anything, it's like, gosh, tomorrow, everything could be different. What are you waiting for? Like, what are you thinking about? Whatever it is, act on it. Like, that's my biggest thing is act on it. Be spontaneous. Ask for forgiveness later, not permission now. Just just do it, whatever that looks like for you. Are you wanting to start your own business? Is it an Etsy shop? You know, are you, whatever it is, you want to bring your kids somewhere. Yeah. Just do it, you know? When I talk to people that are, like, super unfulfilled or they hate their job, it's, like, I think that's probably got to be the worst feeling of, like, I'm stuck in this job that I don't enjoy. I'm doing it every day, probably longer than I want to. And then the rest of their life, you know, they're, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, you gotta, like, why do we feel married to these jobs? Like, what do you owe this job? Like, Nothing. You hate it. This is your life. Like mm-hmm. it's never made sense to me. The fact that we, we work, 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 work till Friday, but then we're actually just working for retirement and then we retire and we do nothing. Like mm-hmm. that sounds miserable. I don't want to mm-hmm. do that. Yep. You want to find something that you love. Not that like, Oh, it doesn't feel like work, but just like something that you love to do so that you, if you are always trying to take a break from it, then like, is that really serving you? If you're just like counting down the days that you retire, do you really want to And our parents, our parents have done that for so long. So a lot of our generation mm-hmm. doesn't know any different. We literally work to produce, to consume, to buy more things, but we need to work because we got to produce and we, we got to consume. Things. It's a vicious cycle. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You really don't. But again, it's what we've seen done and what we think is normal. So stepping outside of that comfort zone, you're going to get some looks. Like you're going to, you're, but that's okay. Take the looks and uh, take the leap because I have to tell you, I've gotten some really weird looks, but yeah, it always turns into like, why are you doing this? But that yeah. quickly transforms into how did you do that, Shauna? You're like, and then how can I do it? How can I do it? Exactly. So, yeah. so what advice would you give to anyone Who's maybe like listening to this podcast, they feel stuck or they feel like they just need to make a change. What's like the first step? Write it down. There's so much power in the pen. Whatever it is that you want, write it down. I look back and I laugh. 38 days ago, I wrote down, at some point I want to go to Europe and travel and influence people all over. Somehow 38 days later, I bought a ticket to London. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that happened. It wasn't even on my radar. Write it down. Okay, and then what is one small thing you can do to act on that? It doesn't have to be big. We get so consumed with needing, thinking we need to take massive action today. It doesn't. What's something Mm -hmm. small? Are you trying to start a business? Are you trying to travel? Okay, so start a travel fund. Put $5 in. You know, whatever it is, take tiny steps every single day. But the first thing is to write it Mm -hmm. down because that becomes more concrete. 
mm-hmm. and talk about it. Because guess what? If we tell people about it, we're more likely to act on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, Hannah, I'm doing this new thing. Like, And next time you see Hannah, what's she going to do? Ask you about it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't follow through with it, well, you, then you can explain that. But yeah. you're more likely to if you talk about it. Yeah. Like, if you're struggling with something, like, I mean, we talk about Instagram a lot. But, like, put it on Instagram that you're going to do it. Yep. Because then you're going to be like, oh, shoot. Like, I told everyone I was going to do it. Like, now I actually have to do it. Yep. Yeah. Even for competing with me, I'd do that. I'd put my show date out there. And people mm. would people would ask. And I'm like, so those times. have to do this. Now. Yeah. I would, there's times when I was like, do I really want to do this again? Mm-hmm. Like, yep, you do. You've committed to this. So yep. there's a lot of power in the pen and speaking about it. Yeah, and, uh, sure. Hey, um, how can our followers find you and your business? How can they work with you? Yeah, no, great question. Um, so on um, Facebook, it's Shauna Diddle Jabel, and Diddle's D-I-T-T-L. Um, so my full name on Facebook. Um, and then on there, I have a private group, uh, Unlock Hormonal Health. Um, and so if you add me on Facebook, I will add you to the group. I put a lot of just information on there. I got a couple hundred women on there. Just good information, client wins. Um, my website is sculptedx3.co, and there there's free hormone training, um, and then you can book a free discovery call. You can see testimonials on there. And then Instagram is sonographer squats. Uh, that comes from doing ultrasound and liking to squat. And then so liking to squat. yeah, yeah. So the website's great, and then of course the Waves of Joy is the new podcast. Yeah, so love it. Definitely all that, the uh, all the all the stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Shauna. This has been awesome. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head on over to Instagram. Find us at Healthy Charleston. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you ever have any topics you want us to talk about or guests you want to bring on, feel free to DM us. Otherwise, thanks again.